Welcome back to the Indoors Podcast. I am your host, Asher Korn. This project was created at the height of social distancing to give a voice to local artists and bands to share their stories in their own words and to find ways we can all continue to help support each other. All artists featured on this podcast submitted a sample of their music and a small bio about themselves. On this episode, I interview Matan, Nico, and Jay slash Jackson from the five-piece alt-rock band My Dog Ate Chad, who laces their repertoire of unique original lyrics with unexpected interpretations from the band's major influences, like Band of Horses, Modest Mouse, Pink Floyd, and Alice in Chains. The band states, quote, Many of our band members are around friends and family who are immunocompromised. It's important that we all try to keep positive during this pandemic and to stay strong. The song we submitted is just that, staying strong and staying alive, end quote. My Dog Ate Chad's song, No Shame, is coming up next and is set to feature on their newest album, Krakatoa, that drops this Friday, 626, at the time of recording this episode.
I'm a ton and I play keys and I sometimes occasionally sing with my doggy Chad. I'm I'm Nico. I'm the lead guitarist and co-vocalist of my doggy Chad. Hello, I'm Jackson, also known as Jay. I am the drummer and co-vocalist for my doggy Chad. We are all very much uh, musically influenced by a lot of different genres and I think that really shows in our music. Yeah, we're influenced just by bands around the board. Big ones are Pink Floyd, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, uh, Brockhampton, just like pretty much everything around the musical spectrum. And that's kind of what we like to uh, show in our music. And we really like to mix up what kind of vibes, you know, the, uh, the songs are going for. So yeah, each each one of us has a relatively actually very distinct music taste from each other. But there are some really large, you know, common denominators within those influencers. So that allows us to meld different sounds together fluidly without just clashing or disagreeing. And we like, you know, playing with different sounds in different songs. Yeah, I, I think I think it, I think it comes together to to make this kind of cool, like blob of all of our different <laughs> music tastes when we write. It's kind of like this amalgamation, I guess, of of you know all of our different experiences and, and all of our different thought processes and that can kind of you can hear that in the music and you can hear that in all of our different parts you know i think depending on who brings an idea to the band when we're writing a song to start it off you can kind of hear who that was and the song sounds different and so you can kind of tell where the song started based on the sound the sound of the song and you know who help to write it. Do you all want to talk a little bit about how song creation works between all of you? At first, we used to have it where we would have one or two people, they would pretty much write a completed song, and we would bring it to the band, and then the rest of the members would add their parts, and we would maybe you know give a little feedback on where to trim it or what to add or something like that. But it was pretty much like a, a finished song that was brought to the band and bandified. But over time, I feel like we gradually evolved to full-on co-writing sometimes one of us will bring an idea or a start of something or some lyrics but then we all will come together and we'll add our parts and work together and see what sounds good and what doesn't yeah so that way it really adds that sound where there's all those different influences coming in at the same time because that's actually what's happening when we're writing it is there's multiple influences coming in from different angles and we all just work together to make those flow yeah like this song for instance i brought lyrics to the table where i just tried to be like super fierce and like, I wanted to have more of a punk energy. Once I put that on the table, the rest of the band sort of did their magic. And then we had No Shame, which was a pretty fierce and energetic track. And yeah. Jackson came to us for No Shame, which is our latest single, which we released on Leap Day. And you can find on all platforms. But, you know, Jackson came, uh, came to us with lyrics in mind and kind of an idea of the song in mind. And we we totally jumped on it. You know, we really liked the vibe and energy that Jackson had with what they were bringing to us. And so we kind of, Nico and I, you know, ran ahead with that and started on, oh, we want a high energy the rhythm. The, band, the rest of the band, I would say probably, because I know Goose, shout out to our rhythm guitarist, Goose and Ben. They also did a lot to help yeah. this track out. Totally. Yeah. It was more like when we write songs together, it's not like everyone's just like, blurting out stuff at the same time we almost like 
almost go in turns where someone's like, okay, I have this idea. Let's try doing this with this. And then if it doesn't work, we move on. And if it does work, then other people are like, okay, I'm going to try doing this here or adding this. And it's really like a almost round robin, but more popcorn style where when the inspiration strikes, you know, we will plant that seed and, and the rest of the band, you know, just finishes it, makes it more of a finished product. Yeah. Usually, you know, I'd say we make like the skeleton of the song and like the chord progression and the basic form and outline of the song together. And then we go on our own and figure out our own parts, you know, to make the song our own, really. Yeah. But what what we do together is, you know, kind of creating the backbone of the song. Yeah. You did mention a little bit before the interview that there are some like messages in the song. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? I will try and undo that since I wrote a good chunk of the song here. So that first verse, which is the first thing you hear in that song, it's basically talking about my gender identity. I identify as non-binary, which is, and use like they, them pronouns and all that. I'm, I'm, I talk about my use of makeup and how it's that, that in particular has super helped with my identity. Yeah, it, it's pretty much about finding who you are as a person, whether and it's really more broad, but still personal at the same time, you know, just finding who you are as a person and at the same time blocking out people who um, don't like what you have to say or don't like agree with who you are as a person, which is uh, stupid. And you should be able to express yourself in any way you can. And yeah, that sort of leads into the chorus, you know, just like you should have no shame about who you are as a person. And that's really what the song is about. And then Nico wrote a really great second verse too. And he can go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, so one of the, this is one of those songs where it's like there's very much a pointed message, but there's also a lot of this song is su supposed to be for anyone. The, the second verse is mostly about like, I know that there's plenty of people who, who don't feel like they can be themselves and that can you know build up and, and be incredibly frustrating. And you can almost start to lose yourself if, if you are shut down a lot or after a certain number of times. And so it's one of those songs that's really about very, very much like what Jackson said, just staying true to yourself and making sure that you can grow as a person and become better and everyone can always do that. But it's about making sure that you know who you are at your core and sticking to that no matter what, what other people say. And I mean, really just moving on and continuing to, to do your thing and chase what you're passionate about. Yeah, and I, to kind of touch on the musical aspect of things, you know, I think the song is, is one of the first ones that we incorporated like, like a really heavy, fast moving riff, which was something that we wanted to try experimenting with in our writing. And I think we were able to do that pretty well with No Shame. And actually shout out to uh, Psychedelic Carpets because they were the inspiration for doing the harmonies on that, on the riff in the song. And we actually got to play with them in September of last year, which was one of the coolest things uh, we've ever gotten to experience. That was pretty amazing. I didn't know they uh, backed up parts of the song. That's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We even, when we did that, we were, another aspect of the way we write songs is when they're finished, they're not really finished. And this is, you know, true for a lot of bands. And, you know, you circulate it live and you make little changes. And the riff was very slightly different when we wrote it. 
and we actually played it at that concert when we when we played with them on when they were on tour and and we asked them what they thought about it and they gave us a little bit of feedback and there's a little bit of of tweaking there that came straight from their feedback yeah that was cool and you know you know actually i think we debuted no shame at foco max last year which was the first time we ever played the aggie in a non-supporting role I think almost exactly a year ago. And that was the the psychedelic pork puppet show. No, that was that was Foco Mac. Was oh, the gotcha. first time we played this song. We played with the pork crumpets later in May or June or in June, September. I believe, September. That's right. We had a different show in early summer. We've had we had a lot. Do you want to talk a little bit about how like show schedules or future plans have impact been impacted by like? Oh, yeah, we had yeah we had to cancel like six or seven shows. We had. We didn't have a ton planned leading up to May because we originally had our uh, big debut album release planned for May 9th at the Aggie Theater. I'm actually looking at a pile of like 50 posters for the show that won't happen anymore. Uh, but we had to postpone that to September 19th of 2020. But who knows whether or not that's going to be able to happen. We had planned to go on tour as well, which may or may not happen now. You know, it's been, it's been hard. One, we've lost a lot of our income as a band, which has been tough because we were planning on using that for a lot of recording projects. And, you know, we haven't really been able to see each other as much, which has also been hard, you know, because I feel like we're kind of like a family and it's hard not getting to see your family. Yeah, I, I know that this is definitely affecting a lot of bands in, in, in really impactful ways, including us. But I mean, I think it's especially hard for a lot of the bands that, you know, wanted to pave their own path and they were, you know, making their own venues or, or working with people and, and doing things in, you know, just however they felt like doing, which is really admirable because it's really hard to do things like that. And and I think, you know, I my heart just really goes out to all of the bands like that who are being even more strongly affected by this because you know for instance we're lucky enough with and, and granted with the opportunity to be here today and you know we've, we've been able to work long distance with a lot of people but i know that there's a lot of bands that don't don't have those resources and aren't able to do that so i know that i mean like it's been really hard on us and it's definitely affected us very strongly but i think that in general, we've been relatively fortunate that we yeah. can still work together long distance and do recording projects and, and do things like this and work with people. So I just, like I said, my heart really goes out to all those people who, who don't have those resources. How can we continue to support not only my dog at Chad, but other local artists and the scene right now? To start, the biggest way you can really support local artists is to a just continue listening to their music on streaming services but more than that do things like actually donate on bandcamp because that's pretty much how most of the bands are making money nowadays you can also just tune in to just instagram live streams which uh, appears to be just how most of the bands are performing nowadays occasionally i'm hoping that we will be uh releasing like like my dog chad will be part of some like bandcamp compilations depending on how long the pandemic continues. Yeah, those are ways you can do that. Yeah, to, to add on to that, I know that it, I mean, it really does mean a lot and it is significant when when people like actually contribute or do something on, on social media and reach out to bands or, or like comment on their posts because you can go around and, and you can listen to their music and you can like their stuff and that's all very beneficial. 
but I know that it's especially now and it's hard to connect with people that it it's really nice when people you know leave thoughtful comments or something and bands I know lots of bands especially local bands they will they'll reply or they'll talk to you it's it's nice to have that community band interaction where if you're going and you know posting something or tagging someone in your story or commenting on their posts all of those things help not only with you know how keeping the bands afloat but I mean sanity as well you know I think to to kind of look at a, a broad picture or maybe I, I guess like a broader local picture you know I think things like the the Bohemian Foundation's NOCO you know music relief fund are really important and I, I think understanding that you know for musicians it's open to anyone who's had any loss of income in in relation to the music industry and they're and they're just you know able to help people out and i think that's an incredibly valuable resource and i think continuing to advocate for things like that you know for support for local musicians because you know everyone in the the gig industry has totally lost all of their income and and i think for musicians you know buying things on buying things like merch and going on band camp and supporting them that way is awesome and really, really, really important. And I also think it's really important to provide resources for people who worked in the music industry who aren't necessarily musicians and don't have, you know, merch to sell or don't have albums to release, but, you know, we're doing sound for these touring bands or, you know, say does sound at the Aggie or like, you know, D Tyler does sound at Hody's, you know, they lost all of their income. And I think, you know, providing resources for them to get help is important. And, and if you find those resources, sharing that, don't just keep that to yourself or don't just be like, oh, that's good. You know, maybe share that on Facebook or something. Small things have a ripple effect. Uh, well spoken. Thank you. This is shifting gears here a little bit. I know that in your description, you talk about being around friends and family who are immunocompromised. Answer however you feel comfortable, but do you want to talk a little bit about that experience and what that is like? I do have a family member who uh, has heart problems, and if she did contract COVID-19, that would be a huge concern just because of her condition. And I think that a large chunk of the population has at least one person like that in their family or circle, you know? So it's just super, super important even states coming uh, off of lockdown to just keep socially distancing, keep, yeah, keep going out only when necessary. Yeah, just because of the people around you uh, that are affected like that. Yeah, very valid point. I mean, yeah, we just strongly, strongly encourage everyone to, even if, if, if you know you, or think that, that you'll be fine or you'll be okay, just we encourage you to think about the people that you may know or that don't know how they'll be affected because there's plenty of people that are affected in ways that, I mean, we couldn't even imagine. And it's just very important that for the sake of everyone that, you know, we, we highly encourage you to be mindful of the way this impacts others. Yeah. And, and, and to kind of, you know, talk about this from like a healthcare worker perspective of things, both of my parents are, are physicians. And, and just seeing the reaction to this, this is a totally different type of stress than, than I think, you know, doctors have really ever experienced in this country. And, and I think they're really scared for their patients. 
and and you know are scared that they're not going to be able to adequately take care of the people that they promised to take care of and so i think it's important that we allow them to do that and i think the way we can do that right now is by staying home or if you can't stay home by at least socially distancing yeah and and i strongly discourage any protesting against all of the hard work that healthcare workers are are putting in and all the risk i mean seriously healthcare workers are putting themselves through incredible risk and and it's only for other people none of this is for them i mean they're supporting themselves as well but they're they're i mean healthcare workers interests lies in other people i mean you listeners right now and it's it's really important to be respectful of all the risk and hard work and time away from their families that all of these people are putting in that's yeah, all yeah please like like say thank you to uh, like the healthcare workers that you know in your life, like seriously. Any last words you'd like to end on? Well, to start, we don't know what it's going to be exactly, but um, hopefully there's going to be an album coming out soon. We're really hoping that we can all make it through the situation, really missing our fans. We're, we're pretty confident we're going to make it to the next time we can actually play shows again. So, yeah. Yeah, and just... Just a, a friendly reminder and acknowledgement of the fact that we're all we're all in this together. And we, I mean, we as a band very much care about everyone, and especially all of our followers. And like Jackson said, we we definitely we definitely miss seeing everyone. I, I believe that you know everyone has the ability to stay strong and to get through this together. And I think that together is the most important part because, I mean, and 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 it's almost funny to say right now, seeing as you know we all have to be somewhat alone. But there's still ways to collaborate and work together and, and stay sane and help support, you know, the people around you. And everyone's in this at the same time. And to varying degrees, that's definitely a factor. But, you know, I, I think that everyone can make this make it through this together, or most people. And I just, you know, we, we care about you all. We missed everyone a ton. And uh we can't wait till the time that we can play again and stay home so we can do that faster. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to meet more people. I want to, you know, meet new fans, meet new people, network with new people, but we can't do that unless we all work hard together. And work hard to stay safe together. I think that's the priority. Yes. Prior, priority. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> it should be staying safe and healthy. Thank you for listening to the Indoors Podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to Matan, Nico, and Jay slash Jackson for sitting down with me and having a wonderful discourse that was equally informative and fun to record. Thank you so much, my dog ate Chad, for a lovely interview. Again, their album Krakatoa will drop this Friday at the time of recording, which is 6-26-2020. Krakatoa should be available on all streaming platforms, and I for one am really excited to listen to its release. I was really looking forward to the release show at the Aggie Theater and the suspense for the full album is killing me. If you are a local artist that wants to share your story, applications are still open on tinyurl.com indoors audio. I also want to give a thank you to KCSU for letting me create this podcast series. I am thankful to have a platform to share these stories and I am so thankful for each and every podcast that I get to produce. There will be one new episode every week, and you can listen to them anytime on kcsufm.com. Thank you for all the love and support I have received so far in this project. 
I hope you have a great day and thank you for listening to Indoors.